Welcome to an ongoing uh, series of uh, podcasts in PwC Kenya Tax. Um, today, we're going to be speaking on PYE and the changes that have come through uh, in the Finance Act 2023. And I've got some very esteemed guests with me today, and I'm very uh, happy to have you here. So on my uh, immediate right, I've got Obed Nyabengo, and on my left, I've got Shreya Shah, and I'll ask them to do a quick introduction about themselves. Obed. Thank you, Titus. My name is Obed Nyambego. I'm a tax partner at PricewaterhouseCoopers, and I'm happy to be part of this conversation on the taxation in Kenya. Thanks, Obed and Titus. My name is Shreya Shah, and I'm a senior manager in the tax team providing employment tax consulting services. Thank you very much, guys. So let's just get right into it, Obed. And um, the first question I'm going to give to you, uh, obviously, this has been a very controversial finance act. Um, and one of the things I think that's really annoying uh, at people is around uh, the taxation rates. Uh, we now have a top tax rate of 35%. Um, how does that compare with other countries in East Africa? Are we, uh, are we out of kilter with the rest of uh, Africa or are we more or less aligned? Okay, thank you, Titus. And that's a great question. So one of the highly debated issues in this year's Finance Act is the top tax rate of 35%. Now, when you step back and compare in Africa some select countries, for example, in West Africa, Ghana has a tax, top tax rate of 30%, Nigeria has 24%. If you go to the southern part of Africa, South Africa has a high rate of 45%, and Mauritius has 15%, which is really the lowest in Africa. Now, when you come to the East Africa region, our immediate neighbors, Uganda has 40%, which is the highest in the region, and Kenya then has gone to 35%, while Rwanda and Tanzania are at 30%. But I think if you also take a global view, countries in the Nordic part of Europe, they actually have very high tax rates, some as high as 60%. But the difference with those countries is that then they receive a lot of services like education and health, which are really free. Yeah. And this issue about high tax rates, I mean, it's, it's an evolution because I think back in the day, um, the top tax rates for Kenya were actually pretty high and then have sort of come down. Uh, but we seem to be going back to those days of high, of a high marginal tax rate. Yeah, I have been in tax practice for over 25 years and individual tax rates in Kenya were very high. The top tax rate in 1986, believe you me, was 65%. That was pretty high. But there was a policy to progressively bring down those tax rates and up to the year 2000, they had come out to 30%. Now, we stayed at that range for over 22 years. From 2000 to 2022, we were at 30% top tax rates. This one year during the COVID era, when it dropped to 25%, just to, COVID, to caution people against the impact of COVID, but then we went back to 30 Now, we seem to be seeing a movement to 35% this year. So one will probably then ask, is this a policy change then to revert to the higher tax rate or is that a one-off move? Okay, okay. And is, is there an impact in terms of having a different top tax rate within the East African community uh, as we are trying to integrate as an East African community? Uh, but now we seem to have a different top tax rate as compared to the other East African community countries, what's the impact of that or the consequence? Now borrowing and therefore reverting to taxation. 
But studies have been done to show that higher taxes do not necessarily lead to higher revenue. I mean, one of the famous studies is by the Lava Curve, which demonstrate that actually higher tax rates could even lead to lower taxes than because people are not incentivized to pay taxes. I think then the other thing then you want to see of higher taxes is obviously Kenya, we are trying to position ourselves as a hub. So there are a lot of regional headquartered companies that are headquartered here, serving the East Africa region and some parts of Africa. And therefore, when those people come here to Kenya, one of the key things they look at is the tax rates. If you have a very high tax rate, of course, the net take home is lower, and therefore, Kenya becomes less attractive, and those people then can consider other countries. Now, the impact of that is that if those people relocate to other regions, we don't just lose the taxes, but also we lose the, what the benefit they bring to the economy in terms of consumption in our hospitality industries, restaurants, hotels, the education institution where they take their kids, the travel industry suffers. And, and, I, and I think the other impact that we will see is uh, when you have a higher tax rate, then it becomes employment costs are higher, and you, we're expecting to see employees agitating for higher pay rise. And therefore, that actually what you've seen, people will cut down the number of hires they're making so that they can be able to top pay higher taxes. And, and in respect of integration with EAC, is there an impact for us? Yeah, and uh, so, so if you remember, we are trying to harmonize. So the integration has to be the harmonization. And one of the things we have to harmonize is the tax rates. Now, when you look at the East African market, for example, the corporate income tax rate is pretty much standard at 30% for Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, and Rwanda. Now, when you look at VAT, it's actually standardized at around 18% for Rwanda, Tanzania, and Uganda. And Kenya has a lower rate of 16%. So not too much dissimilar. But when you go to employment taxes, now the top tax rate, as I said earlier, for Uganda is 40%, for Kenya is 35%, and then Rwanda and Tanzania is 30 So we see a bit of a disparity in that case. And therefore, what then happens is that we do not have double tax treaty within the region. That has been in negotiation forever, never been signed and ratified. And therefore, with that now, you find that Kenyans who are working, for example, in, uh, in Tanzania, when they come to Kenya, they are higher tax rates, then they have to pay additional taxes in Kenya, which actually makes it costly for them. And I think the other thing I probably want to say one more point is that then uh, Kenya obviously has a, a, a set of taxes or paid in our country in Kenya, but now it requires individuals have to come to Kenya, calculate their taxes in Kenya, and then offset with what has happened in other countries and pay some additional taxes. So it really doesn't do justice to the harmonization agenda. Absolutely, and sounds uh, quite complex also in terms of uh, compliance burdens. Um, let me just pull Shreya now into this conversation here. And Shreya, what are you hearing from your clients uh, around some of the practical issues in terms of complying with this uh, Finance Act 2023 and the changes that have come through? Yeah, thanks. Um, so I think one is being the accelerated effective date of uh, bringing into the new PAYE rates of 32.5 and 35%. Um, under the Finance Act, this is likely to come into effect from 1st of July. Um, so this is um, quite a challenge, especially given that the implementation of the Finance Act has stalled due to the court case. Um, so most of our clients are calling us. Um, they are in limbo as to, you know, uh, what rate to apply and some clients do have two payments um, in a month and you know payroll softwares need to be updated you know in the next few days 
um, as well as, you know, um, updating various um, sort of parameters in terms of bringing into effect the new rates. So this is quite challenging. Um, so it's a notable departure from, you know, previous uh, changes in the PAYE rates. We would have expected them to come into effect at the beginning of the calendar year, which ties into, you know, the start of Kenya's tax year. Um, secondly, I think there will be a challenge in terms of, you know, say bonus payments, which may straddle two rates. Uh, during 2021, when there was the COVID pandemic and we had two rates, uh, most of our clients struggled with, you know, filing their tax returns given the two rates. So I think um, there should have been some more thought in terms of delaying the start date to the 1st of January. Yeah, I guess at the beginning of a calendar year is the best time. Uh, for PYE changes to come through. Um, I think we can't leave this discussion without talking about one of the most controversial aspects of the Finance Act, which has been their housing levy. Um, and I think what we ended up with in the final Finance Act in terms of the housing levy was a bit different from what was originally proposed in the Finance Bill. Um, so just maybe take us through what exactly, is, what's the final version of uh, I'm not sure whether it's a housing levy, a housing tax, a housing contribution. Um, give us a rundown of the, the sort of the final status that we have on that. Yeah, so of course, um, they've named it the affordable housing levy, which I think affordable is a tongue in cheek. So notable change from the proposals in the finance bill 2023. Um, so one, um, we were expecting it to be, you know, at 3% of the basic salary payable by the employer and the employee, but capped to uh, 5,000 per month. So the new proposal, you know, the new changes in the Finance Act um, are based on 1.5% of the gross monthly salary. And this is at an uncapped rate payable by the employer and the employee. So quite a significant difference. Um, also, you know, we were expecting um, it wasn't supposed to be a levy payment. So, of course, we know that all levy payments in Kenya are non-refundable. So it's effectively become a tax, meaning uh, employees who, who remit this levy will no longer get access to their contributions, which was, you know, previously suggested in, under the finance bill. Um, and I think the big one is around it being 1.5% uncapped on the gross monthly salary so this, of course, brings into the mix, um, in addition to salary, it brings into mix bonuses, any other cash allowances, non-cash benefits. Um, so quite a significant hit on the take-home pay for employees, um, you know, in the wake of rising inflation and high cost of living. Uh, of course, also a significant cost of employment because most employers haven't budgeted for such a high increase in their cost of employment. Um, so employers are also going to have to pay this levy at an uncapped rate. We've seen that the PAYE return has already been updated on ITAX um, and the payment date is aligned to the 9th of the following month, which is aligned to the PAYE payments. Um, and there's also going to be a penalty based on 2% 2 per, 2 per month of the unpaid amount, uh, which employers will be liable to pay if they default on this. So I think this saga will continue, um, especially given the Finance Act implementation has stalled and, you know, we wait to see what unfolds. Okay, okay. Can't wait to see my pay slip at the, <laughs> at the end of this I'm month. I'm sure that you like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing, uh, Shreya, that I saw 
uh, in the Finance Act, which I didn't see in the Finance Bill, uh, was a tax exemption for non-residents. Tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, so this was around um, where the government has, you know, agreements with its development partners. Um, There is a proposal to uh, provide a tax exemption on any grant income. So yes, uh, this was not in the finance bill. Uh, Probably a welcome move, but, you know, one thing to note is that it will only apply to non-resident, you know, subcontractors or employees. Um, so I guess if you know if you do become resident, then perhaps the tax exemption will not apply, um, because that's how it has been worded in the Finance Act. So you know it's important for such individuals to really watch um, watch their days in the country and you know look at the definition of residency in the Income Tax Act, you know, or the Double Tax Treaty that applies. Okay, excellent. So I think I. I do want to bring um, this discussion to a bit of a close. Um, and I just wanted to ask whether you have sort of some uh, closing or, or remarks on other implications that might be there in terms of uh, the Finance Act, in terms of PYE, or other consequences that you think that would be important for our viewers or our listeners to, 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 to know about. Yeah, thank you. Two thoughts from me. One, uh, when you speak to a number of finance directors and HR directors, they actually say that this is going to be quite a hit on the employees. So, for example, they are, most people are just at the margins. You know, what they were taking home was very small. People have, you know, loan obligations, other commitments they are doing, and taxes. And remember, we've been have other levies, NSSF, NHIF, this now housing levy and all that. So, the, the other pieces of legislation, like the Employment Act, actually places a cap on the maximum deduction you can cut from an employee at two-thirds. Now, with this introduction of additional levies, it's going to be a challenge to stay within that cap and therefore likely not to be able to meet that. So I would have loved to see where actually the laws are harmonized, the impact is thought through. The other point I'll probably want to say is that there appears to be sort of an onerous burden on employees to bear higher tax costs. So there is a fixation on taxing employment income, but perhaps what you need, you should be thinking about is casting the net wider so that people actually can contribute what's their fair share to the taxation in Kenya. Okay. And Shreya, some closing thoughts from you? Yeah, so I know um, there's been a lot of debate as well and in the press around NHIF. I know it's not been part of the Finance Act, but you know, if NHIF rates also go up to 2.75% at an uncapped rate, along with the levy, um, you know, I think employees will have a severe uh, hit on their take-home pay. Um, and I think, you know, some more thought needs to be brought into, you know, broad- broadening our tax base. Um, you know, in the in the budget statement, the CS stated that you know uh, only around t- just over twenty six thousand employees will be hit by the thirty two point five and thirty five percent rates, um, and also fifty seven point five percent of the three point three million workers are 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 the ones who are paying tax. So that means only the additional sort of revenue um, from the from the increased rates uh, will only impact, you know, 0.8% or so of of the people. So I think, is the government really going to achieve its objective of making the tax system more progressive? So I think um, more thought needs to be um, broadening the tax base and bringing, you know, the informal sector uh, on board so as to achieve that objective of collecting more revenue. So I'd like to thank both of you, uh, Shreya and Oben. 
really had enjoyed listening to you guys um, around some of these aspects of the finance act. Um, I think this is going to be an ongoing saga, uh, an ongoing um, discussion point. So I look forward to welcoming you guys back uh, on the next uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Titus. And thank, thank you so much, Shreya. Thank you, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by PwC. The views expressed herein are the views of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the position of PwC. All rights are reserved. PwC refers to the Kenya member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see the PwC website for further details. The podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.